MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Las Vegas. A pleasure to be joined by Josh Applebaum outside of Boston today. And Josh, I got to begin the show by letting you know I'm still recovering from a wild UFC 264 last night. Uh, I do want to get your thoughts on that. And obviously, we got a lot to get to today with the Bucks, a huge game three for them as they try to stay alive in that series. And also, we have tennis right now, uh, Wimbledon going on. And we have uh, Matteo Berrettini just broke back against Novak Djokovic. So that first set right now, the Joker may be in a little bit of trouble. We'll talk about that. But what did you make of Conor McGregor last night? I know I was on the side of Connor. I uh, really thought that first round was interesting. And then we had the leg stoppage and, uh, boy, pretty gruesome ending to that. What did you make of that? And we saw the money come in late uh, on the diamond. So the, the Sharps, I'm sure, won out big time last night. Yeah, Dave, it's great to be with you. And if you're banged up, don't worry. I got your back today. Hopefully you didn't break a leg, break an angle. So, right. Uh, I, I love it. I love the energy, and it must have been so much fun last night. But, Dave, it's great to be with you. So a couple things from yesterday. The first thing that I would take away is really the main event and talking about Poirier and McGregor. So one thing that I look at, Dave, quite a bit, and you and I talked uh, throughout the week about this, is kind of a data-driven play where you're getting a majority of bets on one side, yet the line goes the other way. So what really jumped out to me with McGregor and Poirier is that Connor was really the popular bet here. And 
And again, the flash, you know, you know, he's, he's, he's kind of fun to root for. You're getting some plus money. It's almost like when we saw those McGregor Mayweather bouts that got a lot of attention where Connor just attracts that public bias and, and kind of the psychological want to root for McGregor. But really for me, uh, you know, talking about this one, Dave is the line move to Poirier. Now, if McGregor was the popular play and the line went to McGregor, then okay, maybe it's not just public money. Maybe you had some respect to money as well. But the fact that McGregor around the market, you know, some shops were getting around 70% of bets on McGregor. Yet we saw the line go to Poirier. He opened, uh, you know, McGregor was like a minus 120 favorite at the beginning. And really you saw Poirier go from plus 105 all the way to minus 130. So if everyone's betting McGregor, why did that line go to Poirier? That told me you had those bigger, sharper waiters on Poirier. Uh, but tell me, Dave, you know, did I get lucky there with, with Connor getting hurt? Or do you think that would have gone to decision or maybe Poirier just would have won uh, regardless of the injury? You know, Josh, it's very interesting because you, you saw when Connor pulled guard, right? And he never does that. And so when he did that, I thought looking back after we saw the leg injury, maybe he was hurt, right? And maybe one of those uh, kicks got checked by Poirier as as Poirier said in the post fight, but it does not appear to be the case. So he really was employing a new strategy. I think he was okay. He did take a lot of damage in those final two minutes, but the, the, the theater of the unknown now, and I think that's why it's unfinished business for a lot of betters last night, like myself, that I think in that second or third round, Connor was still alive. Yes, he clearly lost that first round, but this fight by no means was over if he doesn't take that awkward step back. So I would really, I, I think this kind of plays into a potential, if you can believe it, a fourth matchup between these two, depending on what, how long it takes for his leg to get back. Uh, maybe Poirier feels like, you know, he can move on and challenge Charles Oliveira for the for the belt at 155 pounds. But Josh, I, I do think that betters of Poirier got a break last night. And I am reminded of John Rahm at the Memorial. And, you know, they, they refunded a lot of those bets after he contracted coronavirus. And I thought for a second, are they going to call this a no contest? Contest, but you know they, they called it a TKO and I'm sure there are a lot of people waking up today going wait a minute I lost because a guy took an awkward step back and that is considered a TKO that's the fight game that's the official decision here I, I, you know it's hard for me to say that that's a bad call but that is a break we've seen it before with, with Anderson Silva on a check kick back in the day against Chris Weidman when he broke his leg and you know there's no no refunds for that so I, I was interested when I saw John Rahm uh, not too long ago in uh, a lot of books refunding those bets, and I thought, well, that feels like an odd precedent to set, so I hope a lot of people aren't waking up today going, I want my money back on Connor. Uh, that should have gone further. It, it would have been nice to see what would have happened. Poirier clearly had the advantage, Josh, but I don't think this is over between those two, and I think the bad blood was almost kind of, uh, it was, I, I think it increased afterward when you heard the post-fight comments from those two. Yeah, great point by you, Dave. So a couple of things there. Number one, a lot of books, you know, and kind of a smart promotional type way. If there's a bad beat or something crazy happens, they'll refund your money. You get you know, creates a little goodwill between the sports book and the better. So keep an eye on that. But uh, also, I think it was the best possible outcome for UFC because if Poirier, you know, handles McGregor, McGregor, he's on the downside a little bit here. Now he can say, hey, there's an injury. I was battling until the injury. Maybe you get that fourth one. So for UFC, maybe this is a good thing that Connor's stock hasn't fallen a ton. You can kind of blame it on that injury. Yeah, absolutely. Any way to get another fight with Connor McGregor, Dana White's going to take advantage. <laughs> of course, this is the Lombardi line presented by Bet MGM. Dave Ross here in Las Vegas. Josh Applebaum. 
Tom outside of Boston. And uh, Josh, I am keeping a watchful eye on Wimbledon right now. I just want to get your immediate thoughts here. There was an early break by the Joker. Uh, most books he closed over minus 500 to win this title here, get his 20th title, and tie Roger Federer all time for the most slams. The Italian Berrettini has broken back, and right now they're back on serve here in this first set. You know, I, I thought the price felt a little bit too high when I saw it. I had plus 425 for Berrettini. And, uh, you know, he feels like a live dog right now. And you watch Djokovic. I know he won his straight sets uh, in the semifinal, but he was vulnerable there. Uh, do you think now, maybe if you're looking at the live side, that you might consider jumping in on the Italian here? Or is it it's still Joker, it's still early, and it's still the first set? Yeah, it's a tough one here because, you know, Dave, across all sports, anytime you get a big name player or a big name team, they attract so much attention. So the Joker's amazing, but you got to play, you have to pay these elevated prices. So sometimes it's like, yeah, I'm betting on this legendary player or or team, but yet I really have to pay the piper here at such a high number. So with Berrettini, to me, it's either, uh, you know, it, you know, probably take a shot on, on that on him with maybe a huge plus money payout, maybe an inflated line, maybe because of all that money pouring into Djokovic as the big public favorite that you're kind of buying low and getting in an inflated place uh, price on the dog but to me Dave it's either it's either the dog a little flyer or, or nothing there it's tough to bet against the Joker uh, but again I think the books uh, might be rooting for an upset there just with all the liability on Joker in that yeah. one and I did do exactly that Josh just a little bit on the underdog <laughs> in the Italian here Berrettini just a small small play just a here. small one <laughs> and right now they are back on serve 6-5 right now so Berrettini serving to stay in that first set we'll keep an eye on that of course obviously uh, with Euro 2020 it's a big day potentially for Italy we're going to talk about that a little bit later in the show as they take on England there. But, Josh, I did want to get your immediate thoughts here. Uh, game three in the NBA Finals tonight. Uh, I'm sure that's going to uh, – it feels like a must-win situation for Milwaukee as this series returns home uh, right now to take on the Phoenix Suns. And right now, the price, if you still are a Milwaukee backer, you see what the, the game three line is tonight. You can get plus 375 if you think that they're still in – uh, this series here. Josh, what are your thoughts here? Because we are seeing a lot of money coming in on the money line for the Suns tonight uh, instead of laying that uh, or getting that four and a half that they think they can win this thing outright tonight. Take that plus on the money line. And, you know, Suns and four is very in vogue these days. Uh, what do you make as you look ahead at, at, to game three tonight? Yeah, Dave, sons and four guys happy. He's halfway <laughs> home there. So maybe maybe he'll get another action figure and become the even a even a bigger social media star. But uh, Dave, a couple of things for me. Number one, uh, we highlighted this on VSIN, and I think it's the importance of pouncing on a series price uh, early and kind of uh, anticipating how something might play out. Doesn't work every time. Right. But those uh, of us who maybe have uh, dabbled, and I, I, I got down on this, the Suns minus 190 to open the series. Now you're up to minus 500. So you're feeling good if you're a Suns series better at this point. Uh, but really, you know, Dave, what jumped out to me is a pretty sharp play on Milwaukee today. You know, you look at the Suns, they've looked really unstoppable first two games. They've won and covered both games, 118-105 and 118-108. They're on a five-point favorite in both. They win and cover. So what's interesting today, uh, you know, Dave, is that going back to Milwaukee, we, we see this shift where the public is undecided, somewhat leaning the Suns. You know, how can you not grab the Suns getting, you know, four points, four and a half points? It's like this team looks great. Uh, you walk into a bar, everyone's going to say, give me those points all day with Phoenix. Uh, <laughs> 
However, I would be a little careful because, Dave, I like this move toward, toward Milwaukee. You know, our friends at BetMGM, they have a ticket count pretty much right down the middle, yet this line has moved to the Bucks minus four. Uh, some books even opened three and a half, immediately got up to four. A lot of these fours are now four and a half. I saw some books get to five. It looked like you might have had some Suns plus five buyback at that point. But what I like about this one, uh, you know, Dave, is that anytime I see a split ticket count, theoretically, if the tickets are even, uh, the line shouldn't move at all. But we know that not all tickets are created equally. You have $5 recreational bets. You have dime bets from big wise guys. So to me, if a, if a, if a ticket count is 50-50, a line shouldn't move at all. But yet we're seeing it go to the Bucks. That tells me these bigger, sharper wagers on Milwaukee. And a couple systems that I like um, in this one, Dave, if you look at postseason favorites off a blowout loss, if you lose by 10 or more in a playoff game, you come back the next game and you're a favorite. Public says, how can I lay points with the Bucks today? They lost by double digits. However, that buy low spot is actually 57% ATS the last decade. So that would match with Milwaukee. Also favorites. Uh, minus five or less, a short favorite system throughout the playoffs has done well. 34 and 20 ATS, that's 63%. And also keep an eye out, Dave, a desperation first quarter yes. play on the Milwaukee Bucks. And I think you like this one too, Dave, and the thought process to me is pretty sound because when you're down 0-2, you're coming back home, your backs are against the wall. It's it's do or die pretty much. You can't go down 3-0 to this team. So what, what do we see typically? These desperate teams down 2-0 uh, game one first or game three first quarter, they come out blazing a lot of times. So I'm looking at maybe a first quarter play uh, as well on Milwaukee on the money line first quarter. They're like minus 170. Um, they're kind of, I think they're minus two on the spread here. Uh, and then also, Dave, one thing too with the total, uh, we have a lot of, of money of betting on the over, the over cash in both games. Public says, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Give me another high scoring over. But I'd be a little bit careful because some of these books, we're showing 222 and a half. It been around 222 and a half, 222, but I'm seeing some that might be inching down to 221 and a half. So maybe an inflated line toward that over where if you've been waiting to play one of these unders in the finals, maybe today is the day where it's a bit inflated. It's higher than the first two. So I'd keep an eye on both this move to the Bucks and maybe a contrarian uh, kind of line freeze play to the under. Yeah, it seems like uh, with the overhitting in the first two, everybody's been hopping on that train a little bit. And Josh, with that theory there that you floated out about Milwaukee, and I think that's sound uh, backing there, if you are a Bucks backer, would you then hop in and think that this series is still live? If we really like them in game three tonight, and I'm kind of with you on that, and I love them in the first quarter play, I think that's a really smart move there. Would you then feel like if they can get game three in the bag, hopefully they hold serve here uh, at home, do you think the series is still on? Or even if game three goes the way we think it goes tonight, this still is going to be the Suns potentially in five or six? Yeah, I think it's a great question, Dave. And to me, it's tough. I still like the Suns to win the series. I think they're the better team. Uh, now, you do you do have you know some minor injuries here. Dario Sarge tore his ACL for the Suns. Uh, Torrey Craig was questionable. He may or may not play today. we got to get confirmation on that. But I just think the Suns are playing at such an elite level, and Chris Paul is on such a mission that um, I, I still like them to win the series. Now, if we look at these series prices, and Chris Paul, uh, still the odds-on favorite right. for MVP of the finals, minus 135. Uh, you know, Booker's made a, a bit of a jump here. I think before game two, Chris Paul was like minus 150. I think Booker was like plus 300. So it's kind of evening out a little bit. It's kind of like we saw Dave in the, uh, in the NHL Stanley cup finals where Vasilevsky and Kucherov were kind of <laughs> back and forth there right. and ended up being Vasilevsky, of course. But um, to your question, Dave, uh, we look at the series price, exact series price. It's still a, a four to one Suns win as the favorite plus 190. All these other outcomes are, you know, plus 300 or more. So I still like the Suns to, uh, you know, to win this series, you know, you got to expect with this sharp money, uh, moving toward the Bucks, if they pick up a win here, maybe what you do is actually 
get a better number on that on that Sun Series price. Like if they're minus 500 now, they lose today. Maybe you get them back down to like that minus 300 area. Uh, but I still like Suns to win this series. But definitely today um, could be an opportunity to back the Bucks. Yeah, Suns in six or seven, you can get plus 450 either way if you're still going to go uh, thinking that the Suns give up one or two to Milwaukee in this series. You know, I just don't know how much better Giannis can be. I mean, obviously making free throws would help Josh here if you're a Milwaukee <laughs> better like myself. And I, I just kind of feel like, you know, that game two was the one to get. They didn't get it. The Suns still covered winning by 10 in that one. Uh, we do like Milwaukee. I'm with you there. But again, I'm trying to figure out a pathway from Milwaukee. It's really not about Giannis, right? It's got to be about Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton and the others to step their game up. We'll get into some player props uh, later on in this show, Josh. But is that the way that game three goes the way we think tonight, laying those four and a half with the other two stepping up with Giannis being the constant? I think you're spot on, Dave, because how much better can Giannis be? As you mentioned, I mean, he's dropping 40 points. He's getting you, you know, 15 rebounds a game. He's filling up the stat sheet. He's still coming back from that hyperextended knee. He's playing unbelievable, cashing all, and we'll get to these player props. I got a few to hit on later. I've been really enjoying uh, betting these NBA player props in the finals here, but you're right. I don't think you can ask much more of Giannis. The guy's playing great. To me, you're betting, you're betting on two things. One, you're betting on the, the series shifting to Milwaukee. You know, a lot of times, and if you've watched playoff series long enough, Team that, that's up 2-0 first two games. They, they take care of business at home. It feels like they're unstoppable, unbeatable. But we do see things change when, when it goes uh, one one team's arena to the other. So maybe coming back home, you know, the uh, the role players are obviously much more comfortable at home. Uh, so maybe you get bigger games out of like P.J. Tucker, Connaughton, Portis, some of these guys. But I'm with you, Dave. You know, you can't ask much more of Giannis. He's playing amazing right now. I think really Middleton is the key. I think Drew Holiday has been pretty good overall. Uh, you know, he's, he fills up the stat sheet. He's been, um, you know, I think you maybe want a little more defensively against Chris Paul. Paul may have gotten the better of him so far. To me, the key is Middleton. You cannot be getting 8, 10, 12 points out of Middleton. Middleton needs to be aggressive. He needs to get you over 20 points. He needs to dish. He needs to hit some threes. He's really the key to me. Sometimes you look at him and you're like, wow, he's one of the best players in the NBA. Other times you look at him, he's like, where is he? Is he even on the court? <laughs> Middleton needs to step up up here. I think that's the key for the Bucks to get back in the series. I think this is an interesting one we're seeing right now. Who's going to score the most points in uh, game three tonight? When you see that at Giannis at minus 120, obviously that jumps out with us thinking that Milwaukee should get back in the series tonight. But to your Chris Middleton point, plus 500. So he knows what you know, Josh, right? And he's probably hearing that from Coach Bud a little bit here. We need you to really step up. You cannot give us that 8- to 10-point performance that you mentioned. Do you think there's any value there for Middleton? Maybe surprising because we've seen him go off, certainly in quarters in this postseason. Do you think that might be a smarter play tonight, expecting him to be that second fiddle to Giannis? I think that could be the smarter play. Now I would, you know, tread lightly with some of these, you know, the thing with prop bets is you can fall in love with a ton of them. I would just be disciplined and say, you know, you'd hate to like, you know, win your huge bet, maybe laying the points of the box <laughs> or your first quarter and then go like one and three with your props and you end up have a losing day, even though you cash the biggest bet of the day. So uh, that's kind of my thought process when it comes to it. It's tough for me to lay minus 120 with Giannis. He probably will, you know, obviously based on the price, the books are telling you he's the most likely player to score the most points, but laying a minus number on such a kind of a crap shoot type system or type play here. Uh, I would kind of lean off that. I mean, I could be entertained by Middleton plus 500. I think Dave, what was it? The game, one of the games deep into the series against the nets, I think, uh, what did Middleton have like 38 points or maybe yeah. that was against the Hawks, but yeah, that's the kind of performance that you're banking from him. So if you're taking a flyer, I'd probably lean more Middleton, maybe with an upset here, but overall it's just tough to lay a minus number on such a prop with such variance there with the honest. And I know, and a lot of people say, well, that was because Giannis was out against the Hawks. So he's able to go 
off for 20 plus and a quarter. I'm like, no, he can do that. Uh, certainly on a game in, game out. That's how they got to this uh, situation here to get to the NBA Finals. They're going to need more Middleton today. Uh, certainly at plus 500. I think you could take a look at that. Uh, I do want to get back to one other thing, though, and that is the MVP. Because, again, if we're trying to find pathways for the Bucks to get back in the series, I mean, Josh, my eyes light up when I see Giannis for MVP of the series at plus 500. So I get it. And you're right with Chris Paul and Devin Booker. If the Suns are going to go on, it's going to be one of those two. But if we're trying to find a pathway for Milwaukee to get back in the series and he's already dropped 40 in a losing effort, Josh, plus 500. My goodness, don't we have to sprinkle a little bit there if we're trying to protect ourselves on the other side? I think so. I think you're right. Plus 500 is a pretty juicy number there. I think at one point, yeah, maybe he was plus 350. I think it's ticked up a little bit here. And I think the play, it's not like, it's almost like, you know, Dave, you know, when you talk like MVP and like Mike Trout gets it every year, right? it's like, but the angels come in last place every year. So is he, is he, is the award the best player or the most valuable player? Because whether or not Trout was in the lineup, the angels are still in last place. You get what I'm saying here? Like, yeah. it's like whether he's in or not, it, it, it doesn't affect as much. Like they'll come in last place regardless. So that's one thing to keep an eye out for. I think Giannis probably will finish the series with the best numbers, but you fall into that trap of, you know, if the Suns roll and win four to one, you're not going to give the MVP to someone on the losing team, no matter how good they are. But I'm with you. If they can get back in the game, uh, back in the series, you get this one now. Now it's two to one. You got another game at home that could be a pathway the plus 500 maybe falls to you know plus 300 when we wake up tomorrow if the bucks win this game definitely keep an eye out for that uh to me it's chris paul's award until he until he really screws up and he had a lot of turnovers last game right i was upset dave because i've been really playing a lot of his under two and a half turnovers and he's actually been fantastic all playoffs i think he's cashed like 15 of, of 16 of, or 17 of those. Uh, but then he had, I think like five turnovers last game. So if Booker really starts lighting it up, if Paul's points come down, his turnovers come up, maybe that's a play for Booker. I'd kind of be interested in maybe Booker as my second guy here, but Chris Paul, I think the narrative, the voters, you know, it's a guy in the twilight of his career playing great, almost like a Tom Brady. I think they're going to want to give it to him if they win it overall. So uh, I'm with you. Giannis could be worth a sprinkle, but it's tough to give that award if the to a losing player on the losing team. Yeah, It just doesn't happen very often but you feel like he's already put in the work here if Milwaukee is to come back in this series. So that's why that price right now will be as good as it gets if Milwaukee certainly wins tonight uh, in game three. You mentioned the under that you think it might be a small play there, but also I think, Josh, you're you're telling the betters maybe to wait a little bit, right? You think this line could still trickle up because people are putting the public money on the over after what happened in the first two games? Yeah, I think it's a great point. Almost kind of like, you know, when we were talking about that Poirier McGregor where we right. really uh, were thinking a lot of that Irish money coming in, you know, fight day. And I always love, I love moves on game day or like within the last hour or so before a game tips off because, you know, I track the movement from start to finish here, Dave. And I like to look at, you know, uh, try to pick up on things in the, like in between the line movement. Like, does it get to a number and not go above? Is there a buyback? But that late movement is key. And I think, you know, with this total, it's an eight o'clock game. It's Sunday night. It's going to be incredibly heavily bet. We're going into the all-star break there's no more nhl the the basically the ticket counts in the public action on these games are massive in the nba finals and you got to expect that you're going to see some over money coming in here late uh, as the public you know gets around the tv or goes out and wants to sweat and over we all know that's much more fun but it's not always the smartest bet so as a contrarian like me the the whole point here would be a buy low and a line freeze because dave you look at the first to the totals in these first two games 219 and a half 221 both went over public will ride it once again 
Yet the, the odds makers, they open this one a little bit higher, 222. And they're really not, it's not rising at all. You know, you had 222 and a half on the screen, but I'm seeing a lot of these go down to 221 and a half as we speak. So maybe the 222 and a half to 222, a bit of an inflated number here. And maybe as this, this series shifts to Milwaukee, we finally get one of these lower scoring games that I think contrarians have been asking for. Josh, I have breaking news for you right now. I, I loved Matteo Berrettini to win the first set today, and I didn't play it. Guess what? He just came back and won the first set 7-4 over Novak Djokovic, so he wins that tiebreaker 7-6. That is a live dog, everybody. It's a big day for Italy and Europe, and Josh, when we come back here on the Lombardi line, we're going to talk about that, the Euro 2020 final between Italy and England. You are locked into the Lombardi line. I'm Dave Ross. He's Josh Applebaum. We're back in just a moment. This is Vston, the Sports Betting Network. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. With football season just around the corner, it's time to get into BetMGM Sports Nevada, premier sports betting app. BetMGM has all of your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Back here on the Lombardi Line, Dave Ross with Josh Applebaum. And, Josh, I just have to give you these live updated odds right now from Wimbledon because uh, Matteo Berrettini, by winning that first set right now, and remember, in most places, he was plus 425 at the beginning of this day. Right now, he's plus 175 to pull the upset over the Joker. You can get Djokovic if you think he will come back at minus 250 to win this match. In the second set, Djokovic is minus 350. Now, there's still uh, the first game here, so he has not held serve here in game number one. But again, everybody's believing that this has got to go back to the Joker in the form. You can still get pretty good value on the Italian. Are you following me here on the Italian, Josh? Or are you still saying this is the GOAT? This is potentially the greatest of all time. At some point, Novak's got to be Novak. Yeah, I think you're right, Dave. I mean, I wouldn't dismiss uh, Novak too early, the Joker. Uh, and again, this is just like the Joker in the comic books when you think he's down and out. He somehow <laughs> rises to the dead here. Uh, maybe not the Heath Ledger Joker from the Dark Knight, but uh, I'm with you. You know, uh, if you had jumped on that dog, uh, you know, early, I think you're feeling really, really good right now, and you're probably just riding it out. You know, live betting creates so many different opportunities across all sports nowadays, uh, and that's really kind of revolutionized sports betting where you can get in at any time if you want, if you uh, maybe missed out early. So I assume there's probably going to be a lot a lot of live betting here on Djokovic to come back. And Dave, isn't it always the case that when you when you like a bet but you don't make it, of course it wins. It's like that's like the sports betting mantra. Uh, whereas uh, if you make a bet, sometimes you lose. But you never lose a bet that you like but you didn't make. It always seems to win. It's funny how that works out. I would call that a mental bet, right, Josh? So my mental <laughs> bet was to take Berrettini in the first set today because I figured if he's going to win a set, it's going to be the first one. He's down a break early, and I'm like, oh, I saved my money. Then, of course, he comes back and wins that first set in a tie breaker and of course it was just a mental bet I get no money out of that but it is fun to watch the Joker being pushed right now he did hold serve uh, one love right now in that second set we will keep a watchful eye and that's kind of fun having a, a Wimbledon final going on right now during the Lombardi line but as I mentioned Josh off the top of the show it is a big day for Italy in Europe and the Euro 2020 final of course is Italy against England today and I want to get your thoughts on that uh, to, for, to win the cup here Italy is at minus 110 England uh, minus 120 you see the over-under in goals, uh, one and a half there. Over is the stronger play here uh, at minus 200. What do you make of this? Do you think we're going to get some goals going here? And do you think there's a chance for Italy to make the double-double? 
Yeah, so I think definitely with Italy, they're kind of on that Cinderella run. But I, I would lean uh, England here. So number one, uh, you know, I'm looking at some of the, the data that we got from BetMGM, looking at the opening odds to win the Cup uh, and win the whole thing versus uh, right now. So when this thing first opened, England was plus 500 uh, to win it all, uh, whereas Italy was plus 1,200. So it's almost like, Dave, when, when we're looking at, um, you know, kind of like early preseason ratings or you're going into a season, you're saying, like, who did the odds makers, who were they high on to begin with, who's really outperformed what they've been expected of so you're on this improbable run for Italy here but the fact that England opened plus 500 Italy opened plus 1200 uh, now we're seeing obviously uh, you know a better price here or or a slight England favorite minus 120 that I liked that the fact that when these opening odds were dropped England was favored much more highly uh, than Italy here so I'd lean England here a little bit and true story Dave I don't know if you know this uh, I'm a proud Massachusetts uh, native here but uh, my grandmother as family back in the day 1600s they got a land grant uh, from the from England from King George to come to Massachusetts so they took that that flight that trip over the Atlantic, uh, and that's how I got here. So I got maybe I'm pulling for England uh, for that reason with some family heritage. But uh, yeah, also the over one and a half goals uh, minus 200 seems to me like they might be expecting two goals or more in this one. I mean, how can I go? I'm Italian, but now I feel bad rooting for Italy over <laughs> knowing your your bloodlines here, Josh. You got those English roots here. You came over from King George. That's rather impressive. Yeah, it does it does feel like here uh, that England would be the right way to go in this matchup today. And again, uh, you, you saw the odds that we just posted there. I understand your, your logic there, but my heartstrings are pulling for Italy as I watch Berrettini at Wimbledon and hoping for the double-double at the Euro uh, 2020. Uh, if you had to pay one side, what would be the strongest side that you see in the uh, in that matchup today? I think I'd go England minus 120. To me, it's a decent number where you're getting some value on it. Again, I'm really banking on the fact that they were uh, favored much more highly going into it than Italy. Maybe the Cinderella run comes to end. But, Dave, at least one of us, our heritage, will be happy today. Right. We're going to win either way, no matter what happens today here on the Lombardi line. Uh, Josh, great stuff, as always, on soccer. When we come back, we are going to talk to William Hill, the point spread weekly contributor right here at VEASAN. And we're going to break down everything going on and what he likes in the landscape of sports today. It is VEASAN the Sports Betting Network. Recent subscriber exclusive this Tuesday, Long Shots host Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds will be answering your golf betting questions live just in time for the Open Championship. They will be live Tuesday at 3.15 p.m. Eastern till 12.15 p.m. Pacific for a subscriber-only Q&A. Subscribers will have the access to watch live and ask questions, or you can email your questions ahead of time to questions at vcin.com. Watch for the link in your subscriber email and join Brady and Wes for all the golf betting insights this Tuesday, I will be listening to those guys because I cannot wait for the Open Championship. Back here in the Lombardi line, Dave Ross uh, here in Las Vegas and Josh Applebaum out there in Boston. And it's a pleasure to be joined by William Hill, now the Point Spread Weekly contributor. And, uh, well, we've been looking at this game here tonight, obviously, with the Bucks and the Suns in Game 3. Uh, I know Josh and I have a feeling on it. You've got your best bets out there and your best selections. What do you make of this matchup tonight? I like Milwaukee. You know, I've been impressed with them even in two defeats. I, I think there's been times we talked about it yesterday. There've been times in this postseason where you know the Bucks lose a game and we just kill them the next day, and rightfully so. You know, they had a couple of real stinkers against the Nets. Uh, they gave that game five, I believe it was, just 
totally gave it away up 16 second half really ran bad offense they had a couple of games against the hawks where they didn't shoot well gave some games away against phoenix i thought they played well especially game two you know i just think if phoenix didn't shoot 20 or 40 from three the bucks probably would have won they showed a lot of heart every time phoenix got it up to double digits the place is going crazy they would cut it back to five six it seemed like you know a, a bunch of times they just couldn't get over the hump make it a one score game you know they, they would come away with empty possessions every time they would get close so you know, I think going forward, going home, the role players will play better. I think Mid uh, Middleton and Holiday will shoot much better at home. I think the role players always play better at home than on the road. And same goes for Phoenix, right? I think the Bridges and the Cam Johnson to the world will, probably won't shoot as well in Milwaukee. So I would leave Milwaukee here. You know, I've been pretty pretty impressed with them, e even in defeats. I thought they played pretty well even in game one. They just missed some close shots. Giannis has looked as good as you could possibly hope. Denver looks like he got hurt you know, in the first place. Uh, so, so I like Milwaukee. I think Phoenix really relies on their bench, their depth. Saric is out. Torrey Craig's out. I mean, those aren't guys that are going to move the number necessarily. Those aren't huge names, but it becomes death by a thousand cuts. You start to lose pieces. <laughs> that's, that's guys that never play that have to step up and play. So I like, I look for Milwaukee to win tonight. Will, I'm right there with you. And, you know, Dave and I were talking earlier uh, from BetMGM. The ticket counts kind of right down the middle, yet more money is on the Bucks. Lines moving to the Bucks, And this is the importance of jumping on it early because yesterday's show, we were talking they were minus four with Juice maybe going to four and a half. Well, guess what? If you got the four, you're feeling good. It's up to four and a half. Some books even touched five before it came back. But uh, so, Will, I'm definitely with you on the Bucks. But let me ask you about the total. Uh, Dave and I were talking about this one as well. Uh, the public is just saying, give me another over. Over's two and oh. It's cash both games. We're seeing each total for each game go up a point of two points so uh we started with like a 219 221 now it's 222 do you expect another high scoring game here uh will or do you think finally we may be uh in in store or in store for an under that we've been waiting for I think you might get the under tonight. I think just the over is cash because game two, it was just insane three-point shooting. I mean, historic three-point shooting from Phoenix. Game one, the pace was way, way up. I thought both teams defended pretty well. These have been the two best defensive teams in the playoffs. Neither team fouls a lot. Neither team gets to the foul line a lot. Uh, the Suns like to play slow. I mean, we know Chris Paul, he likes, to, you know, the mid-range game. He doesn't like to, to push the ball full court. You know, he likes to slow it down. So I think we could see an under here. I like both teams defensively. I, I think we'll see... Uh, Obviously, Milwaukee's best game in terms of intensity, in terms of defense. So I, I think we might finally see an under here. Well, I, I want to get into some of your baseball plays that you like today. And certainly with Philadelphia in Boston, as a Metropolitan fan, I keep watching those Phillies in the rear view here uh, in Boston. What do you make of that matchup tonight? And I think you have a slight lean towards the Phillies there. Yeah, and I have a Mets ticket to win the East and to win the pennant. So I think the <laughs> Phillies are the one team you got to worry about. Uh -huh. I think with the Coop. Acuna going down, no Soroka. The Braves are probably done. The Nats don't look like they're going to make a move. Both those teams might be sellers. If anyone's going to catch up, the Mets do have a tough schedule in August. You got Nolan Wheeler at the top of the rotation. If anyone's going to catch them, I think it would be the Phillies. So if you're looking for a deep, deep sleeper, not that they're going to win the World Series or even get there, but if you're looking for a deep, deep sleeper, I think the Phillies might be a team. And I'm backing them today with Nola. I think it's a big uh, pitching advantage going against Pavetta. Um, you know, the Red Sox, I like the Red Sox coming into the season as an over. I thought they could compete for a wild card spot as a sleeper. I'm surprised they're playing this well. They've exceeded my expectations. I, I still am skeptical that they have enough pitching to, you know, win a World Series, win a division. Um, you know, the Nick Pavettas of the world, the Richards of the world. I don't know if those guys are going to hold up over 162. I, I would think they would need something out of sale uh, going forward. So I'm going to play Philly here. I think they'll score plenty of runs in this tiny little ballpark. I, I think Noah's a much better pitcher than Pavetta. So I'm going to take Philly here.
Will, talk to me about um, the Tampa Bay Rays and the Blue Jays. We've seen the Rays get on one of these hot streaks again. They've won a bunch of games in a row. They're 2-0 and against Toronto in this series. Uh, but I'm seeing here Robbie Ray and, and the Jays here are our favorite. Public says, give me the Rays all day at home getting plus money on this win streak. But it looks like maybe Toronto could be a sneaky, sharp play. They're only like minus 115. What's your take on that AL East uh, matchup there? Man, I never thought I'd be looking up Robbie Ray Cy Young odds, but uh, and after Cole's performance last night, it's probably a moot point. Cole, that was a dominant performance, and that was really fun to watch last night. But Ray's been good. Ray's always had great stuff. Uh, the Jays have really done a good job unlocking what he's good at and getting rid of the bad stuff, which is walking people, giving up the homer. Ray's had a really good year. Uh, the Rays struggle against lefties. Um, Hill's spin rate has really gone down since they've cracked down on the sticky, sticky stuff. So that's my, maybe why you see some, some money on the Jays here. So I like Toronto. I mean, they got a good pitcher on the mound. They got a really good athletic, you know, deep, powerful lineup. That's a fun team to watch. I don't know that they have enough pitching, uh, to hang around for 162, but that's a really good lineup. Uh, Ray's been a good pitcher and, and Hill's numbers with the spin rate decrease are, are concerning if you're back in the race. So give me Toronto here. Uh, Will, I was intrigued by your Atlanta-Miami selection with Ian Anderson going up against Pablo Lopez there. Maybe not for the game, but for the first five. What do you make there? Yeah, Anderson's a guy I like to back. Just a great changeup, good stuff. Uh, Miami, man, they, they really can't hit. I know they put up a few runs yesterday. I think they scored four runs. But that's a big ballpark, pitcher's ballpark. Um, so I, I like playing unders in the first five, especially games in Miami. Lopez has been a guy who's just been criminally underrated for a long time. I think the uh, the advanced stats have finally caught up to you know his ERA, some of, some of the more mainstream stats this year where he's really good. You know, he's pitched – basically been a borderline all-star, which is you can say for a few of these guys on Miami with Rogers, Alcantara, Lopez, they got a bright future going forward. If they can keep these guys, you know, healthy and signed. So Miami's got good pitching. I, you know, I don't know. Got to wonder about Atlanta's mindset after losing Acuna yeah. and getting that news. I mean, that was pretty devastating to get that news late last night. That's uh one of the stars of the game, one of the, you know one of the best players in baseball, and he might miss summer next year too when you tear oh. your ACL like that. That's uh, that's a tough news, tough break for Atlanta. So I like the under here. It should be a low-scoring game. Will, real quick, only about 30 seconds left. Any take on the NBA Finals MVP? Chris Paul fell a little bit, minus 150. Now he's minus 135. Booker's jumped up a bit, like plus 300 to plus 200. Are you still riding Chris Paul here, or or will Booker yes. maybe make this interesting? No, it's it's all writers. It's all media. It's a sentimental choice. Unless Booker goes for 40 or 50, it's going to be Paul's award. I'd be shocked if he didn't win it. I do still think there's value at Paul, minus 130. Yeah, and again, if you like Milwaukee, you get Giannis at plus 500 right now if you think they can get back into that series. Will Hill, really appreciate the information. Of course, Pro Point Spread weekly contributor right here on VEASAN. Uh, we have much more to get to here on the Lombardi line here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. We'll get back and talk a little bit with Wimbledon. It looks like the Joker is back and some baseball in just a minute. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. Step on the court for a chance to win $100 with BetMGM in free bets when you place a $1 wager on any player to win Wimbledon. If any player serves an ace, you win $100 in free bets. Just use the bonus code VEASAN100 and get your piece of the tennis action at BetMGM. New customer offer paid in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older to wager in Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Washington, D.C. only. Excludes, excludes rather Michigan disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, Nevada, Virginia, and Washington, D.C. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa, in Tennessee. Call or text the red line at 800-889-9789. In Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Promotional offer not available 
in Nevada. Speaking of tennis right now, Josh Applebond, as he rejoins me here on the Lombardi line. Boy, my Italian hopeful here, Josh, he's fading quickly down 4-1 in the second. It looks like Joker now has uh, three points to get this to 5-1. We were checking in on those live odds, and as you can imagine, they're flipping around now. Djokovic back up to minus 800 to win this match, and Berrettini at plus 500, which is actually better odds uh, had you waited for this in-game, which surprises me here because it's going to get level at 1-1, but this is what we all expected, right? Berrettini comes out, jumps out, wins that first set, and then here comes the GOAT, arguably, and it looks <laughs> like he's getting it back rolling here. So maybe the value is gone off my Italian. Yeah, we'll see here. You know, I still think it was a good value play for you, Dave, but you're right. The Joker making a big move here. I think this is kind of like, you know, across all sports, looking at live betting opportunities. You mentioned this before, but uh, knowing that, hey, if you don't get in pre-flop, which would be before the game starts, to me, that's where the majority of my bets come from. But uh, live betting has a lot of great opportunities sometimes. Like, you know, I think about like, you know, if if Kansas City Chiefs and Mahomes get down 10-0 in the first quarter. Remember that playoff game, Dave, where they got down like 24-0 to the the Texans there a couple years ago? These are the opportunities where if you have a really really good team who gets down early like the Dodgers maybe they get down two nothing in the first inning to the to the Diamondbacks these situations where you can kind of wait it out and buy low on the team that's expected to win the better team it doesn't always work out this way sometimes you lose sometimes you win that's betting but the whole point here is if you wait and and kind of buy low on a team that's down who was really favored to begin with sometimes that can be a smart bet across all sports and again these live betting odds brought to you by BetMGM so hop on there check it out because again this match is Continuing uh, 4-1 right now in the second set as Djokovic tries to get this match all level at the Wimbledon men's final in England. Uh, Josh, let's talk a little bit of Major League Baseball. We did just a little bit there with Will, but I want to get some of your thoughts on some of the matchups we see today. I do want to start off with the Yankees here uh, taking on Houston, a marquee matchup there when you got uh, Jameson Tyon going up against Framber Valdez. Do you have a lean in this matchup? What do you make of it? Yeah, I do have a lean here, Brady, and I'm a Red Sox fan, so uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna cross my allegiances here. But I'm gonna go Yankees. I like I took the Yankees yesterday. I liked them yesterday. It was just a situation where you really never get Garrett Cole at pretty much a pick'em type price. And I think also you're kind of really buying low on the Yankees at this point. I I, I mentioned this before, Dave, but a big team like the Yankees, and you can say the Dodgers, you know, uh, the Chiefs, any of these big popular teams, historic franchises, they get a ton of public attention. And when they're when they're winning and doing well, I don't want to touch them. They become very overvalued. When they're struggling, I think that's the time to play them. And I think this is a good spot to back the Yankees. I know they're a plus 125 dog here, but they've won the first two of this series. They won 4 nothing. They won one nothing. They've been shutting out uh, the Astros here. And really, so number one, fluky things happen the last day, getaway day before the All-Star break here, Dave. We all know that. Uh, but what I like about the Yankees decent line move in their favor. So a lot of these books open Houston, like minus 145. They're down to minus 135. Yankees would match as a reverse line move, a contrarian road dog where the line's moving in their favor, like plus 130, plus 135, down to plus 125. You also have uh, a dog with a high total, more expected run scored, more variance, more upset opportunities. Uh, And then really with the Yankees, it's a gambler's fallacy play for me, Dave. You know, we look at the, the records of these teams, Astros, 54 and 36, Yankees, you know, only four games above 500. The public is hammering Houston today saying Yankees maybe got lucky the first two. Houston's a good team. They have to bounce back and win today. But really, the line movement is going to the Yankees. So I'd take a shot here. Yankees, a little plus money, maybe to, to finish off a sweep here. And it would be nice to cash a uh, plus 125. You can get a dog to bark. 
All right, as a long-suffering Metropolitan fan, Josh, I'll follow you there and plug my nose and take the Bronx <laughs> Bombers with you. I do want to talk about Milwaukee. Looks like they're running away with the Central here uh, in the National League. They've got an interesting matchup today whenever you have Brandon Woodruff on the mound. You know he's going to be a pretty big favorite, minus 165, because Luis Castillo can pitch as well on the other side for Cincinnati. What do you make of that matchup when you see that line? So I actually like buying low on the Brewers here, and it's hard to say buy low on the Brewers when they're laying them. You know, what are they, minus one at this point, minus 155 around there. Right. But this would match a big steam move for me system here, Dave, because if you look at this, number one, pitching matchup, I think you have a big advantage to Milwaukee. Uh, if you look at Luis Castillo, he's actually been a little bit better, uh, but his ERA, uh, he's still 3-10, and 4.81 ERA. Woodruff has been great, 7-4, and 2.10 ERA. Uh, but really, to me, it's the line movement. You know, the, uh, the, the Reds actually have won the first two games this series uh, and they've won as dogs in both spots they actually won four to three yesterday they're almost plus 200 huge hit if you back the reds yesterday uh, but i do like milwaukee to, to finally get a win in this series because uh the line movement open dave here brewers minus 135 minus 140 they've been steamed up all the way to minus 155 uh system here looking at 15 cents or more of steam uh, on a home favorite has done very well about 63 percent this year also a, fa- a bigger favorite with a low total the total in this one is only seven you know mm. so to me, I like betting favorites in low total games because the odds makers are saying fewer amount of expected runs scored, you know, game theory betting wise, it's more likely that those runs will come from quote unquote, the better team. So I'm going to back Milwaukee in this one. I like the move in favor of Woodruff. I think maybe they finally get a win against their division rival here yeah, today. I think that's a solid rationale there. And, and clearly Woodruff, one of the best arms in the national league uh, and not too big of a favorite today. I, I like that price there and it's pretty darn good price. And you mentioned how it's been going in the right direction there. Let's talk about Seattle and the, uh, LA Angels a little bit here with Suarez going up against Santiago. A battle of lefties in this one, Josh. Which way do you lean here? I'm riding Seattle once again here, Dave. They've treated me pretty well the last few days, and I think sneaky play with Seattle is Seattle at home when they're getting plus money or laying a very short number because the Mariners, you wouldn't expect it. They're having a decent year. We didn't expect much out of Seattle coming in here. A lot of young guys, kind of a a rebuild type situation, but at home, uh, so overall, the Mariners are five games above 500. That might surprise you, but at home, they're 29 and 19. They've done very well at Safeco here, uh, the friendly confines of their home stadium, but they've won three straight. They've taken the first two of this series, seven to three and two nothing. Uh, pretty much a, a dog early, plus one ten, and then like an even money yesterday. But I'm going back to old Seattle. Uh, number one, this open has a very short uh, a pick'em or even like a minus one ten to the Angels on the road. And of course, we mentioned this a lot. Yankees are a popular play. Uh, you know, Dodgers, Cubs, Red Sox, these popular teams. But also star players. Otani gets a ton of attention here. And with Otani, uh, anytime you know he uh, he makes he's pitching, obviously he gets a lot of attention. But just the Otani factor, the public wants to root for him. See if he hits a home run. Get a lot of prop bets on will Otani hit a homer that day, <laughs> leading the league in homers. Right now, he hit one in the what was like the the double triple deck there. He probably- <laughs> But I like that this line is going to the Mariners. It was a pick them. It's now minus 110 Mariners. Some were even like Mariners plus 105 to now minus 110. They've been really good at home. Uh, and you also have a system, uh, short home favorites off a win. If you're uh, minus 150 or less, you're at home coming off a win uh, so far this year around 63%. So I'm going to back the Mariners at Safeco, see if they can finish up uh, the sweep here against the Halos. Josh, I don't know what was more brutal to watch last night. Conor McGregor's leg looking like it was going to fall off there and snap or watching Arizona to play baseball. I, I mean, I cannot believe what we saw in, in a, it felt like Little League watching what the Dodgers did to them yesterday. Is there any way you can convince me that the D-backs at plus 280 <laughs> is a sensible play? 
Well, I think the only thing there is just baseball's fluky and you get a huge plus money payout and anything can happen. That's sort of uh, any given Sunday type situation. But I- I'm with you here. You know, to me, uh, this is a play on the Dodgers. I know it's a big number today. It's not as big as yesterday, though. Uh, but again, 22 to one. Remember, Dave, uh, Dave, you know, that Simpsons episode when he's like, uh, just just stop beating him. He's already dead. Like that's you needed the mercy rule in Little League there yesterday with a 22 to one score. Uh, but I like the Dodgers here today. Uh, you mentioned it. Arizona, terrible on the road. 11 and 37. One, I think they still have the worst record in baseball, but they've been terrible on the road. Only Colorado is worse. Colorado's 8 and 30, 34 on the road. But the thing with the Dodgers is it's not like wise guys are saying, hey, like, you know, this line's too high. It's the getaway day in baseball. I'm not going to touch it. They've been hitting the Dodgers again today. So I think uh, Tony Gonsolin is kind of an advantage here against, uh, against uh, Kelly for the D backs. Gonsolin was hurt much of the year. He's come back. He's pitched pretty well. Uh, and the Dodgers at home, a lot of these books open like minus 200 minus 210 it's been steamed up all the way to like minus 220 so big move here to the Dodgers Dave then also if you look at um, uh, Dodgers uh, at home as a home favorite have done great 20 and 8 overall and home favorites minus 200 or more are 71 percent this year 80 and 33 so I know it's chalky maybe you look at a, a you know a spread a run line if you want to lay a better number but give me the Dodgers once again here against the lowly D-backs on the road yeah, great point. Again, just looking here at the Diamondbacks. This is historically bad on the road numbers that we're seeing here. 11 and 37 so far this year, just 26 wins overall. I'm with you, Josh. There's just no way you can get me to back Arizona in this spot at all. Uh, and very quickly, is there anything else when you just look, because obviously there's a broad brush of uh, MLB games today, anything else that catches your eye? Are those the plays that you're going to go with and kind of stay away from everything else? Yeah, the one more that caught my eye is keep an eye on the White Sox. The White Sox are at Baltimore. I know this is a big number and it's chalky, uh, but the White Sox have been um, really good as a big favorite. So this is an early game, one o'clock game. Uh, and you look at this number, they open like minus 160 on the road. This is Dylan Cease against uh, Watkins here for Baltimore. And we did see the White Sox roll pretty much uh, throughout this series. They won 12 to one. They won eight to three. Maybe you look at a run line price here, but the White Sox, um, good numbers here overall as a road favorite. And if you look at these non-division road favorites. That's been a good grinder system for me. Uh, you don't have to worry about kind of a divisional dog angle there. So uh, White Sox would be worth a look around minus 175 as well. Yeah, I, I like that play as well. It seems to make a lot of sense. And obviously some teams are limping to right now get to the all-star break. It feels like the White Sox, boy, if you like them for futures, I really like they're going to get healthy. And that team right now is running away with their division. They're going to be there in the end, I think, in the American League. So again, if you can get them now, they're just going to get better as the season goes on. Keeping an eye on Wimbledon right now. Djokovic has not closed out that second set, Josh. Right now, the Italian's still hanging in there. It's 5-3 in that second. Much more to get to on a second hour of the Lombardi line right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network.
MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.